Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I am your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. Today, I'm with Sharice Jones, and she is the CEO and founder of Grace and Grit Unlimited. If that doesn't tell you what you need to know, then you're missing the point. Sharice, <laughs> glad to have you here today. Oh, Chad, thanks for inviting me on your show. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, I knew the very first time we were on a purpose uh, event, learning about how to help people find their two word purpose. And you know how you're in a meeting with 20 other people and there's always the one person where you're like, I need to follow up with that person. Well, that's Sharice. Right. I'm glad we're here today. <laughs> oh, that's feeling. Thank you so much for that. The feeling was mutual. Yeah, I totally can relate. <laughs> <laughs> you always know when, when you find someone who's amazing. So let me ask you this. I like to kind of jump in with a new question that I've just recently added, and that is, what three words do you think others in your life, friends, family, people you work with, how, what three words would they use to describe you, do you think? <laughs> I have to giggle at that one because it's, it always ends up being the same thing. Passionate, um, inspiring, and energetic. Very encouraging, so I know that's four, but that's what we have. I love it. Wow. Well, we all need some interesting people in our lives that have that kind of passion. And I often find that I'm that person as well. Um, I'm going to go off script. Do you ever find that you hit the end of the rope and the passion is like, oh, I just need to take a breath? Maybe it's December. <laughs> well, maybe it's today. <laughs> This is a welcome break. Um, you and I were kind of chatting before we went live. Um, but yeah, I just had um, the last quarter of this year has really been a whirlwind for me. It was like everything was happening at once. And so September, October, November, between travel and projects and just a lot of energy kind of being poured out. You know, I just went into December just like, <sighs> let's take a deep breath so I can be poured into. So I don't think that the passion necessarily ran out. I think that when you are a person that is sharing and um, pouring out your gift and serving others, that it's very important for to take some 
refresh time, to take some time to relax, to recalibrate, to reset, so that you're not running on empty. You know, you can't drive a car without any gas, right? So it's the same thing for our life. Um, it's the same thing for us physically and definitely spiritually and mentally. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's rewind the tape a little bit and go back to when you were younger, maybe five, six, seven. You know, my first memories, I can remember meeting my best friend when I was five and he knocked on the door and he's hiding behind his mom. And he's like, do you guys have any little kids here? And like, that's a crystal clear memory. And it's as if I was now, I mean, it's like that clear. What are some of those vivid memories? What, what do you feel like your passion was when you were a kid? What, what kind of got you up in the morning? What were you excited about? You know, there are a few um, poignant memories um, similar to, to you, you know, the adventure um, aspect um, of what I do, you know, um, my work is not static. It doesn't look the same every single day. So the adventure kind of peaked itself out with one of my best friends at the time. Um, her name was Gretchen, rather. And Gretchen had a tree house. And I used to get very excited about going over to her house to have slumber night, you know, um, you know, all those things that you do as a kid, but we would not stay inside the house, we would put on our put down our sleeping bags inside the tree house. And so that was such an adventurous moment, you know, just the act of climbing a tree, um, putting down your sleeping bag, having your snacks, your flashlights, you know, your stories and all of that good stuff but also being you know inside that tree and then being able to peer outside of the windows and to see um, the world from a different viewpoint instead of ground level we're up in this tree and we're seeing things from a higher advantage point which was very exciting but sometimes a little scary when you're trying to no problem getting up that tree but <laughs> coming down that tree can be like a little daunting you know, think you're gonna slip fall to <laughs> fall fall down so that's an early memory for me in terms of a sense of adventure and looking at things from a different perspective right um another fond memory and this is much more serious you know you think kids can be serious but you know kids feel things deeply i remember um watching um the story of dr king and hearing his i dream um i have a dream speech and that moment was so profound. Not only did I find the words and just the way that he communicated, but it was the passion behind the words. It was this thought of dreaming of a world and something in my little heart and little mind could relate to that and resonated with, okay, I can be someone that can make a difference someday. I don't necessarily have to be before thousands and thousands of people, but just the fact that I could dream a little bit too. So those things for me go hand in hand, um, just that ability to dream, to imagine and sometimes reimagine things, um, but also having a sense of adventure and being open to new perspectives. And so those were my two earliest childhood memories, you know. I mean, when you say that speech, I can just hear it and feel it also, right? I mean, you can, it just cuts through the silence and it's just really amazing. Um, so that's awesome. So thinking about yourself as a kid, 
and and those two, those two important things in your life, right? Hiding out in the tree fort and seeing the world from a different view and hearing Dr. King. Um, if your younger self were sitting in the room right now with you across right, right on the couch next to you and, and were to say, you know, you're doing amazing. Do you, what, what do you think your younger self would say, you know, take a break or is there a gap between what you, what you thought you might be doing now from what you, you know, what you were doing as a kid or what you thought you might like your life might look like. Um, what do you think your younger self would tell yourself right now? Oh, wow. Um, that's such a good question. Because sometimes it's often in, in, well, is it all sometimes in reverse that you hear that? I don't know. But that's such a good question. Uh, my younger self would say that, you know, dreams can evolve over time. You know, some things that stick with you that are important in one season of your life, you know, something that you're really excited about um, may not, it may not be the fact that the dream is not a great dream or the dream is not supposed to come to pass, but sometimes dreams take a long time. You know, I think a lot of people get frustrated maybe that, okay, it's not happening on this specific timeline and it's harder than I thought. And so my younger self would always would say to my older self, cause this has happened that you may have the seed of a dream, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, it's, it's still there, but sometimes oftentimes in life, there are a number of steps that make that dream come to reality and take fruition because there's a lot of things involved in that, right? So I think that's one thing in terms of dreaming to, to just be easy, have grace, space for grace for yourself, um, space for allowing things to happen um, over a course of time um, and to really stick with it. Because if it's in your heart, and it stays with you and it keeps popping up, then definitely it is a part of you. So I think that would, would be a big thing that my younger self would just keep because there are things that I have yet to accomplish, Chad. I haven't okay. arrived, you know, and I, and I don't know if I want to get to the point where I've arrived because then that sense of adventure, you know, I've okay, well, I've reached the, the mountain and there's no, no more new things to conquer. I think that as we live life, um, that there are always new things to experience. And so, yeah, I still have dreams and um, some of them are happening now and some of them are still yet working, working themselves out. It, it reminds me of, and I'm gonna mess the name up, it's either Wild Horse or Iron Horse or something in South South Dakota, I believe it is. Have you heard of that in the mountain? They're carving right. the, mm -hmm. right? and it's and it's over hundred plus years. And so some of the people who started it are are no longer involved in it. <laughs> so mm, wow. that makes me think of, you know, think of Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, he's not here, but his mo movement is. And so right. a lot of times those those dreams in the handoff, we can only do so much in our lifetime. But right. when you can create such a ripple effect through life is, is interesting to me. 
Uh, That's amazing. Um, I know we're probably, you probably have another question, <laughs> right? But I have to say this because it was um, something that's interesting and this is not a promo for Netflix, folks. Okay, it's not a plug, but you know, Netflix has a great um, documentary out called 14 Peaks. And it's a story of a, a mountaineer um, high altitude mountaineer from Nepal that has a goal of climbing the 14 world's most highest mountain peaks. I mean, these are 8,000 meter peaks. It's never been done before in the sense that he's going, he has a dream to do it within seven months. And so the documentary was so inspiring. I mean, I'm not a mountaineer. <laughs> I'm not out there climbing mountains, right, and doing that, but I found it very inspiring because um, he says at the beginning of the film, you know, never be afraid to dream too big. And the fact that he was able to accomplish his dream, not by himself, but with a team of people um, was a theme because we don't do life alone. Dreams are not accomplished by ourselves, but require a community of people that can encourage you and support you and when you feel like the passion is depleting to keep you going right it's such a beautiful beautiful documentary and I just found myself just being really inspired you know by that story of you know 14 world's highest peaks in seven months and he is the record holder in the world and the question at the end is like, okay, now that you've accomplished this, what what else is there? And his name, he's called Nims in the movie. And of course it's a longer name, but he calls himself Nims. And he says, you know, there's much more, wait and see. And I think that's just such a poignant thing that even when we think about God's dream for us, you know, there's the dreams that we have in our heart, but Ephesians 3 and 20 says that, you know, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ever ask, think, or dream of. And so when you think about that, it's kind of, I'm getting kind of choked up because I'm like, I have these things that I want to accomplish. And I've prayed about them. I've talked about them to, to God, but I'm sure that he's dreaming so much more for my life. And I want to be a part of that adventure story. Wow. That's exactly right. Well, there's a guy and I, I'm going to blank on his first name. His last name's Cash. Like we just went to Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville, and this is Johnny Cash. But this this person hiked. I think his goal was to do all of those as well, and he made it to the top of Everest. And then he was coming down, and he didn't make it past that. Um, wow. And he accomplished his dream, and yet he died. And so here here's something I heard at an event about five years ago. When you have these, they call them BHAG, right? Big, hairy, audacious goals is what I've heard. Right. When you have yeah, a right. huge goal, if you put comma, a, a rider, like an insurance, when you buy an insurance policy, put a rider. I will achieve 14 hikes of the largest mountains in the world and live to tell about it. Like it's important when you go after the biggest dream in the history of the world or the history of your life, that you have a rider. I will accomplish this and my family will be safe while doing it, for example. Like, think about if you wanted to solve world hunger. A lot of people don't want to solve world hunger. They'd come after you. 
And so I, I wrote that down like the same time at that same conference. Like, how can I help impact world hunger, comma, without putting anyone in my family in jeopardy? Right. So just something. Right. That's so cool and such a good point. Right. Because um, you it's not so much you want to live to see it. Um, that's kind of what I'm hearing. But you want to also not for a personal kind of perspective, but also you want to be able to witness the impact. Yes. And I think that's what's so powerful. And in this documentary on Netflix, 14 Peaks, Nims actually says that. He says, this wasn't about me, but he says, this was a, a personal thing to inspire the world um, for anyone who feels like um, that they can't, that there's always potential impossibility. That's right. And, and so it just was so powerful. I'm going to watch it again, but I mean, it's just so many different nuggets of truth, you know, that you see really resonate. And so that's just like a perfect, what you just said is just, you know, just to put that comma on there um, is an awesome thing. Yeah. And, so good. and what you said before, put the comma and God, if you have a bigger plan for me, then that's okay too. <laughs> 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 you know? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We're all about those bigger plans. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right. So, you know, you're you're so positive, passionate, and the the words you use that people would describe you. We all hit challenging times in life. What's what's your buzzsaw moment? Is what I typically call it. Like, when do you run into the mountain where you're like, oh, I'm never getting over this thing. And then you make it past. And then and then looking back, it becomes a gift later. What's one of those instances for you? Mm, oh, okay. I've had uh, a few. <laughs> I would say if you haven't, man, keep living. Um, but I would say, you know, not going into so much detail because, you know, I know that we're limited in time on your podcast, but there was a point in my life um, that things definitely did fall apart. Um, for me, um, from, you know, the end of a relationship, um, you know, having nothing and then having to start life all over again. I mean, you can't get any, you know, well, I'm sure you, other people can relate. You're, you're, you reach a, a, a real pit and a real valley where, you know, you lose everything, you know, and where do you go from there? And, and that's a real desperate place to be. Um, it could feel really hopeless. Um, you can have a lot of emotions swirling around that just depending on the circumstances and, and things of that nature. But for me, that low point um, was really, when I look back on it, the fertile ground that God would use in order not only to bring me out, but to encourage other people who hit their, their personal lows, whether it's the loss of a job, whether it's um, divorce, you know, broken relationships, you know, death, um, it just very things that just life where it just collapses and then things just kind of blow up and um, destruct, but God uses all of those things. Um, the scripture says that all things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord and are called the called according to his purpose. 
And so, you know, of course it feels like uh, crap, <laughs> if I could say that when you're going through that, um, you don't feel good. Um, the circumstances aren't great. Um, however, that there is in that pit, um, there's light and, and God is that light. Jesus is that light. And so I would say going through that experience showed me that I didn't have to do life alone. It showed me that I didn't have to internalize everything and make it, um, sometimes we can think, okay, it's all my fault, or, you know, I could have done this, or I should have done this, and we internalize it and we wear it, right? Mm -hmm. it, it becomes a part of us that we can't see the lesson, so we carry it, and then it, it kind of spills over to, our, to other aspects of our life. But in, in that situation, <clears throat> not that I, and of course I said, I wasn't alone, God was with me there in the pit. He's with you wherever you are. He doesn't just abandon you because you're in the pit and said, okay, once you work yourself out of that <laughs> pit, Chad, you, you call me, okay? <laughs> call me once you get out, you know, because you're a little bit dirty and, you know, you're a little bit bruised, scuffed up, you know, things like that. And I think sometimes we feel like, you know, we're abandoned in that point. And I really want to drink drill that home because God never abandons us, um, especially in those moments. Um, so he is there to, to help us and to rescue us. And then from that experience, I learned that I can rebuild, that when we talk about dreams and we talk about starting over and we talk about a larger vision for our lives and purpose for our lives, that I was able to look at the things that I had been through and to leverage them later on into the work that I'm doing now, which is to really help people, um, not just you know on you know accomplishing their goals, but when they're in those points of trans transition, that there's transformation that happens as well. So that's what I would say. You know, God is with you. And he gives you the strength. You find strength in him. Um, you find faith in him. And then you partner and journey with him. And then you begin to do things um, that move you forward and leave the past to the past and keep your eyes on the present and keep your feet moving forward. Mm. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, very cool. So I want to I want to change this one up because we kind of already talked a little bit about it. So typically I ask, when did God undeniably show up in your life? And you've shared a few of those moments. I want to slightly change the question. And that is, how do you hear from God? Some people see God. Some sometimes they've said, no, God yelled at me. Uh, I just talked to someone this morning who's the CEO of Girl Scouts of America Northeast uh, chapter. And mm -hmm. she said he laughed with her. Like he lit she literally could hear him laughing with her. And so, and then another person, you know, he cried with this other person. And mm -hmm. so when have you experienced a conversation with God? How does that, how does that come across for you? 
Mm. It comes across in a, a different ways. Um, it, I think it really just depends on the circumstance for me personally and how he needs to reach me in the moment. Um, you know, we have a prayer closet. We always say prayer closet. And sometimes the prayer closet for a lot of people is the actual closet or an office space in your home or some space that, you know, that's very quiet. For me, that time, especially in the morning in the bathroom, <laughs> becomes a sacred place. I know people are like, oh my goodness, the bathroom, you know, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. It's something about the running of the water um, mm -hmm. that just allows things to flow. And so I, I often hear and get ideas and things that he wants me to focus on for the day come with that morning experience of just the water running um, in the sink or you know, brushing my teeth where I will get the thoughts of things, right? So he speaks to me in thoughts and those thoughts usually come with a picture or something that's very notable. Now, I've also had an experience where years ago, I was um, getting ready to do like maybe a 10 minute sermonette um, for a group, um, a ecumenical group that gathered. And um, the night before I woke up while I was up, but in the middle of the night, I heard a lot of thunder and there was no rain, Chad. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing, but I could hear audible thunder. And it was so, um, how do I say it? It was a, a scary reverence because I knew it was something when I peeked outside and I went in the hallway and I finally found someone and I said, you gotta, don't leave me. <laughs> because, you know, something, you know, really strange was happening. And I, I say that because, you know, that's something kind of supernatural in a sense where you're hearing this, a sound of nature, but there's no rain, there's no clouds, there's nothing and no one else can hear what you're hearing. And I remember going to the scriptures and there's a Psalm that says that God's voice thunders like the cedars. And whatever he had for me, um, when I got up on that platform the next day, you know, the Lord moved. So I didn't hear a voice, but I heard a sound. Mm. Okay. All right. So that I, that's a story that I don't often share because some people are like, yeah, really? <laughs> are you serious? But it's a, it was a very real experience for me. Mm. Um, it was a very real experience for me. And then I, I, you know, not like the story you were telling, um, of the, Sal the salvation the sister from salvation army, but I've, I've heard the Lord um, speak over me and say, you're my daughter, you know, and, you know, speak words of, of affirmation and just affirming who I was in him. So I think he, for me personally, communicates to me the way he needs to in the particular moment um, where I need to hear him and I need to feel him and sense him. And then another way that God communicates with me is through dreams, you know, um, a dream where he may show me things or to give me ideas in dreams um, or, you know, things that, you know, to come or, you know, warnings. So he speaks like that at times to me. So it's a variety of, of things. I, I, the thunder, I have to share this. 
short story. You have a thunder story too, I'm not alone, right? So recent too, because about probably four months ago, I would say, um, I launched the 77 Play app. So, and God had been telling me about Noah forever. I'm like, okay. So I even went out to Noah's Ark in Kentucky just to see it. Cause I was like, okay, God, I'm listening. And, um, and I was like, yeah, cool. But okay. I, I don't know what, what, what's this all about? Well, then the very first prayer in the app is about a kid named Noah. And I'm like, oh, and there's only one per two or 300 kids named Noah. So it's a very low odds. And the prayer was by a, this one woman who I work with, or I, she's a customer, and it's her friend. And it's wild because she called and goes, hey, you should check out the 77 Prayer app. She was just telling her, goes, she goes, how'd you know to call me? My son has COVID and is going into the hospital. And it's like, well, and then it got, it got worse and worse and worse, double pneumonia, and they were about to put him on a ventilator. So that's when the message comes to me through 77 Prayer. And I'm like, Wow. I, I called Rich, my business partner. I said, Rich, what do we do, man? My son was healed. Can we impact the kid or do we just give it to God? What do we do next? And he goes, hang on. I think I just heard God talk. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, low, deep voice right outside my door. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, didn't you hear the thunder? And I was like, no. And I go, oh, okay, we're good. Literally, huh, that morning, he was going to be checked in for two more weeks. A half hour after the thunder talk, I got a text from this woman, Trisha, that said, hey, Noah's going home today, and he doesn't even have to go home with an oxygen tank. It was the same day. And I'm like, you can't make this stuff up. You and can't I, make it up. And then I call my mom, and I go, mom, you're not going to believe this story. Actually, sorry, this was part of that I left out. I called her in the middle after I talked to Rich about the thunder and I go, yeah, you're not going to believe this. I just talked to Rich and this and this. She goes, you're not going to believe this. 30 minutes ago, I flipped to a page in the Bible that I haven't been in in a little while to the earmark of the page and it talked about God talking through thunder. <laughs> like, okay, well, good. I feel... <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone, man. Cause, cause I had, cause I never came across anyone else that had that experience. And so I was really kind of even nervous to share with this person I found in the hallway in the middle of the night, what happened. So that's amazing. Wow. What a story. Yeah. I mean, I heard what one, a person, story. one person talked about how God yelled at her. She was about ready to break off a bad relationship and he goes, no, don't do it. And she was like on the couch going, what are you talking about? And it was like literally yelling in her ear. And then she didn't. And um, and then three years later, he got in a car accident. And and for whatever, she's like, I just was told not to do it that day. Right. And yeah. it was like, wow. You know, our pastor told us before we got married, you can do anything for any amount of time as long as you know why. And I always, that one always sticks with me. Uh, in an interesting way so right so interesting I, I thought about another another way or another form like when I take drives in my car you know I don't have to have a destination but just driving my car is another time a secret a, a, a prayer closet for me um, so I, I just you know folks you're listening to us <laughs> 
just be open. You know, God speaks to you when he wants to get to you. He knows exactly how to get to you, right? You know, if he's yelling in your ear or, you know, thundering or whatever it is, he's just so amazing like that, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes I'll talk to people and I was on a podcast month ago and someone, he, he said he heard somebody, you know, he heard God talking to him on the podcast and he goes, Michael, I'm talking to you, you know, and, and he could literally see that happening. And I was like, wow, now that one's above my pay grade. I don't know if I can. Wow. You know. wow. So I'm Michael, if you're listening here that I randomly picked that or maybe, maybe God picked you. <laughs> uh, well, what an amazing conversation, Therese. Any, um, any final words of wisdom that you would share with our listeners? We've covered a lot from the time you're younger to what would your younger self tell yourself now to how do you hear God like through the thunder? Um, what, what's the final word of wisdom you would share with our listeners today? Oh, something good. Um, I just took, a, just came back recently a week ago from um, a leadership retreat in Phoenix, Arizona. Absolutely beautiful. Phoenix is a gorgeous place. You know, we were in the desert at a retreat center and um, 24, about 24 of us, you know, strangers in January, and we have been doing life together um, for a year. I mean, talking about ministry, our lives, um, sharing ups and downs, praying with each other, crying, celebrating all of the, the range of emotions and things of life. And one of the things that we ended the retreat on um, was being able to, as people, sometimes when we, we talk about purpose and calling, um, Chad, People get really zoned into what's the one thing, you know, what is the one thing? And it's like a silver bullet um, that people are searching for. And one of the things that we found um, in us as a group sharing just our individual stories and, and things that God has put us in place to do for him, um, for seasons, reasons, whatever, um, is that we are people who have a lot of capacity for different things. And I would say that in my own story, I'm just not a coach or speaker, preacher, teacher, but there are a lot of different aspects of me that um, God has created. And I would say the same thing for anyone that allow God to show you the multifacetedness of you, of who you are, the gifts that you have, the way that you show up in your family, the way that you show up in your work, the way you show up in your community and in the world and just allow him um, to be open to him um, using you however he chooses to use you at the moment and just being present for that. Because you could say as a professional coach, I'm only called to professional entrepreneurs and leaders, but two weeks ago I was speaking to Title I high school students and first-generation college students about their purpose and their calling in the world. Two different audiences. And I like, I think a lot of times in business, business it's like, okay, who's your niche? <laughs> It's very important to define that, right? Because um, that's the way, but God had 
I was invited to that because they said, okay, we know that you're the perfect person because you're passionate and this is a gift that you have and, and we need your message for those young people. And so how could I say, oh, nope, that's not my target audience. <laughs> but it was knowing that I needed to be and to do the assignment that God had for me because some young person and their parent needed to hear a message about that they are created by God, they're designed by him, and that they do have purpose and they do have gifts that the world needs, right? And that would shine a light on him and his kingdom. So that's what I want to say, is that embrace all of who you are, don't limit yourself and think that you're only one thing because God has a way of, you know, taking what you think isn't your thing and he will make it your thing he does that all of the time right moses well how can i i how can i you know what do, what do i have what's that in your hand what's that staff in your hand you know all of these limitations that we often put in ourselves but god doesn't see limits on us and so i don't want us to i don't want anyone to see limits on themselves because with god he will show you what is definitely possible if we just yield and be obedient to him it, so it really makes that's my final word. You know, you've got the light behind you on those pictures. And it just makes me think of a prism. If you just turn it a, a half a degree, all of a sudden, all the different colors on the wall will be totally different. And, and if we think of ourselves as the prism for God, then, man, we got to show up in all different places and all different times. Yeah. Different that's places. such a beautiful, beautiful imagery. And I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better, Chad. That's so good. So good. The prism of life. Well, Sharice Jones, I really appreciate you coming on Living a Better Story podcast. It's been an amazing conversation. If people want to reach you or subscribe to your information, how, how can they follow you? Right. That you can follow me on social media, on Instagram at Grace and Grit Unlimited. And the same for Facebook at Grace and Grit Unlimited, LinkedIn, Sharice Jones or Grace and Grit Unlimited. And definitely go to my website, um, www.graceandgrimmitedunlimited.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. I also have a free gift download um, about purpose. And so you really want to get that um, tool in your hands to begin diving into the narrative of your own life and being on mission and intentional and authentic in the things that God has called you to do. So it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Chad. Really great to have you on today. All right, everybody, God's peace. We'll catch you on the next Living Better. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, 
purpose and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.